This is Metal Recall, episode three. My name is Niall Hope, and I'm joined, as always, with, with my friend Aaron Koskela. How's it going, dude? It's going good. Ready for another round. Indeed. So, me and Aaron take it in turns bringing an album to the table for discussion, um, and this is an album that would have significant um, impact on either one of us. And this week, it's my turn, and I'm bringing to the table Contents, Contents Under Pressure by Propane. So, Aaron, before I get some thoughts on propane from you, I just wanted to give you a little bit of background as to why I've decided to, to do this album this week. So, this album in particular, and propane, the band, kind of takes me back to being 16 when I was really getting into metal and starting to develop my tastes. Um, me and my brother were in a band at the time, so the uh, first metal band I played in, we were starting to write music. And my brother was actually into propane. He's the one that introduced me to them. And in specifically, really? yeah, specifically this album. And I can remember hearing the track of this album, Political Suicide, for the first time. And I remember just being really taken by their riffs. Um, and it's kind of what got me into the band, that, that album. I also think that, you know, why it's particularly significant to me is it started to influence the way that I was writing music at the time. As I mentioned, I thought their riffs whilst very straightforward and simplistic, are just good, heavy riffs. And also, you know, we used to have this joke that they were quite economical with their riffs. And what I mean by that is that they, <laughs> once they've got a riff on the table, they really get yeah. their money's worth. So they'll play it, they play it fast, they play it slow. That's well said. Um, they all sort of repeat it throughout the, uh, throughout the track. And they also sort of mess with your expectations. You know, some of the, some of the riffs you think they're going to come in fast, they go slow. So, um, and they also had this, I think this really amazing ability to have what we would call sort of mosh pit moments. Those, sure. You know, post the second chorus, they introduce a new riff. And when that sort of breaks down, you can just imagine everybody, you know, in the crowd sort yeah. of moshing out to that. And if you were 16, your brother must have been only... F 13. 13? Yeah. Wow, okay. So we were... We were your we brother's were carrying the torch. 13-year-olds turning, <laughs> turning you on to him. Nice. That's funny, though. I mean, you, you probably have the same with, with yeah. your brothers, like, turning you on to different kinds of music sure. has influence. So that's kind of, you know, that's why I chose this album. When I listen to it, it kind of reminds me of that time and, like, starting to influence, you know, be yeah. influenced and write music. Um and then kind of the band for me is they're a band that I'd put on before I'd go and play football or go to the gym or you know, it's kind of just gets you pumped up and Sure. Excited. Yeah. So that's a bit of background as to why why this album, what it means to me. But I'm interested to know kind of when you first kept, became aware of propane and I guess whether you're a fan, like what's your sort of relationship with the band? Yeah. Uh, propane for me was uh Definitely an early early discovery band in my uh, so-called journey with heavy metal. And as I mentioned to you before we kicked, kicked this off, I had a similar relationship with the band in the sense that uh, uh, it was a discovery moment, but it was just with a different album, uh, and it was the one before it. Or I think it's their first album, actually. Foul Taste of Freedom. Yeah, that was their first. And uh, it just... Similar sound to the to, to that album, and just another discovery moment. Uh, getting into, I think it was probably my gateway into some of the New York hardcore scene. Yeah, 
Um, and so, yeah, from there, kind of uh, took its course, and I just never really picked up another propane album for, for whatever reason. Mm-hmm. We'll probably get into maybe why later on, but uh, yeah, mine was Foul Taste of Freedom. So I'm really looking forward to discussing this because I think we're both going to have slightly different opinions on, on the success of this album. But before we go there, let's sort of just get a little bit into the background of who Propane are. So I've got two articles I'm referencing, biography from their website and the Wikipedia. So the Wikipedia has Propane down as a New York City-based heavy metal band. Genres associated are groove metal, thrash, hardcore punk. Although, um, and I'm not familiar with Foul Taste of Freedom, but um, there's supposed hardcore punk and rap metal influences, which maybe are a little less played out in this album we're reviewing, but I think they're still there a little bit. They do have range. They do, they do, in, in one, one sense. Correct, yeah. Um, formed in 1991 um, by the vocalist and bassist Gary Meskill, who, as I think we understand, is the creative force of the band. He's the longest serving member, but they've had sort of, seems like a rotating sort of door of, um, of, of the members. They have to get credit for uh, uh, longevity. Yeah. I, it, it's it's, it's kind of cool that we're revisiting this band. I'm, I mean, we've got our different opinions, but I'm just, I'm not, a, I wasn't aware of how long they've been around. Yeah, and they've had 15, 15 albums. 15 albums. You'll probably get into the, the revolving door. It looks like 15 different band members, 15 yeah. different albums, but they've been going since 91. That's That's got to be respected. Yeah, and how they describe themselves on the website, I think, is, is quite interesting. Aggressive, meticulous, passionate, and righteous. And I... Okay. I <laughs> I actually think that last that last word righteous. righteous. When you, I, mean, I think when you kind of hear that when you listen to the albums that they are like there's a sense of righteousness. Yeah, yeah, I yeah, think, yeah, I, yeah. So I, I buy that. Yeah. Um, and they go on to say each and every propane album is a paragon of intensity, inspiration, honesty, and unwillingness to compromise. All right. So I kind of yeah I think that comes across in their sound. Yeah, yeah. You know, we we'll probably go on to um, sort of discuss obviously the success of this album. They've had longevity, but I think that uncompromising spirits probably kept them where they are. Yeah, so it's yeah. A um, couple of other little anecdotes that I picked up on. So obviously they released Foul Taste of Freedom in 92, which was their debut, the one that sort of got you into the band. Mm-hmm. Their second album, The Truth Hurts, was initially banned due to the sleeve artwork. I remember that. Featuring a picture of a stitched up woman after an autopsy. I think it lovely. I think I think I was young enough that I was although I was a metalhead and into pushing the envelope, I saw that album come and was like, holy fuck. Yeah. What are they thinking? That's grim. It That's was grim. grim. Yeah. Still um, is when you see it. <laughs> and uh, the the album art that we're going to review a little bit later is grim for a different kind of for a different <laughs> kind of reason I think. Woo, yeah. um, and one that we talked about briefly before we sort of plugged in here was uh, a, a, a fairly recent anecdote or story. Um, on the third of July, twenty seventeen, the uh, lead singer and chief songwriter Gary Meskill was the victim of a robbery and attempted murder in Belgium while on tour with Propane in support of their 2015 album Voice of Rebellion. So, that's not particularly good. No, and the pictures are 
are hard to look at. He he was he was pretty messed up. <clears throat> so that's a bit on propane. But we're glad he survived. Well, absolutely. Um, that's a bit on propane. Um, but obviously, you know, this album it it was released in '96. 1996 it was propane's third release um what were you doing in 1996 oh <laughs> this is the furthest back we've gone so far yeah yeah and it's 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 not until just now i've, I've really uh started to think about that the uh well i graduated high school in 95 so i was fresh out of high school uh definitely fully submerged into discovering as much metal as I could. Um, but I guess to talk about uh, that year, mm-hmm. uh, I was my I personally was finishing high school in Korea in 95. By 96, I'd moved back to the United States and did not race off to uh, college immediately, university, and was living at home, working part-time jobs, going to community college, uh, Left all my friends in Korea. Left a left a lady girlfriend in Korea. So I was all alone, living at home, just working out, keeping fit, working part time, going to school, and discovering as much you know new metal that was coming out uh, in that time period. Which uh, I'll just dive into it if if you're cool. Yeah, it's a hell of a hell of a year for a lot of um, pinnacle albums that have a lot of history. Uh, not just in the kind of mainstream metal scene, but uh, I think you got a note about tr- interesting year for transitional. So well, yeah, I, th- I think it sounds like a transitional year for you personally. But what I understood when I was going through the research for '96, the bands that were formed, the albums that came out, and the events that happened, it seemed like it was a transitional period for metal as well. And there's a lot of bands that are starting up or you know releasing stuff that changes things going forward massively uh and it's all genre, all different genres within the metal scene so i'll just throw out some of the ones most people know um tool uh enema uh sepultura roots yeah rage against the machine evil empire pantera great southern trend kill massive um what else corn Metallica load. Yeah. Remember that how that backfired, right? Yeah. Well, you know, <laughs> or, you, you've just mentioned a few, you know, Sepultura Roots, Metallica load. Both albums marked a bit of a change in direction for the right. bands, which kind of goes with this theme of things slightly shifting in '96. And you mentioned Corn there. I wasn't aware that they were on the scene so early. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. And that's kind of, you're starting to see a bit of the genesis of the new metal scene taking over there. Marilyn Manson, Antichrist Superstar. I think he was probably riding his peak at yeah. that moment with that album. But then the ones um, that might be a little lesser known to the masses um, Typo Negative, October Rust. Um, what else here? Propane, obviously. Uh, this album we're reviewing now, Cannibal Corpse, Vile. I think they still had Chris Barnes as their lead vocalist, uh, iconic frontman there. Um, what else? Oh, and then and then there's even what I would consider at that time in '96 a little more underground and just 
starting to bear fruition was the um, the big wave of uh, Norwegian black metal. So uh, I was probably starting university with a roommate that was turning me onto black metal. So there's some albums that I just got to shout out. Old Man's Child uh, came out that year. A massive one, this Greek black metal band called Rotting Christ uh, came out with an album. Everyone knows and loves uh, Demu, Demu Borger, Stormblast, which I think is their first album came out that year. Um, yeah, so there's some really big ones for uh, for black metal as well. So mainstream, transitional, uh, making moves on their sounds, some middle grade bands, and then the the, the hidden surprise of the, the black metal scene was, was, was starting to pop up. So yeah. And there's a few... Um there's a few bands that are starting to sort of be formed at the time or starting to take take flight, shall we say. You've got a Slipknot demo that's mm-hmm. released that year, Made Feed, Kill Repeat. Mm-hmm. Obviously, they would go on to sort of change the face of metal as we, as we speak. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's a few bands, I don't know whether you want to touch on, just that sort of formed that year that we would both go on to, I think, like a lot. Yeah. Uh, God forbid. I know you're a big fan. Mm-hmm. Um there's a uh, French metal band called Gojira that started out. Never heard of them. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, yeah, a lot of people don't know they've been they've been doing it since the, since '96. So, and then uh, the Haunted. Yeah, the Haunted, big on the old uh, Swedish death metal scene, like yeah. like in flames. Um, and then just one th- one other thing that I I noticed, which is again kind of goes along with. Um, well, actually, two things that go along with this idea of '96 being a transitional year. Um, Alice in Chains—they released um, their Unplugged album, which was their last studio, well, their last recording with Lane Staley. They also mm. played their last show ever with him. So you're kind of seeing these these bands that were big in the grunge scene start to fade out. And um, it also says here that Slash left Guns N' Roses yeah. after a dispute with Axl Rose. So again. A lot, of, year. a lot of change. A lot Big of change. year, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Nice. Right, so the scene is set. Um, let's kind of get into the album. Um, trying to do my research on this, and I don't know if you found this, but the, um, the reservoir of propane information on the internet wasn't exactly particularly deep. So yeah. I didn't find too much background on the album other than it was released on... June 18th, 1996, four days after my 10th birthday. <laughs> so um, I think it's fair to say I wasn't really on a heavy metal diet at the time. Um, it was released on Energy Records. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I, you know, I, I kind of struggled to find some reviews of the album, but I do have a couple from various obscure websites. And I'll, I'll read a few out. And um, they're probably like my me and you Mm -hmm. slightly different opinions but the first one I want to read a little bit from is from a website I found called Chronicles of Chaos Mm -hmm. I've heard of it um, the review is by a fella called Adrian Bromley he gives the album 8 out of 10 so I'm just going to read a little bit from the first paragraph the follow up to 1994's The Truth Hurts by New York Thrash Groovers Propane is amazing from the opener crush, contents under pressure hits you fast and furious with a deadly groove and harsh vocals provided by singer-bassist Gary Mezkill. 
and contents under pressure just keeps the rage and momentum going till the bitter end. Sparked by the downfalls and the corruptive nature of society in general, Propane's third offering continues where the band left off. And then finally, he goes on to say, Society in life isn't always pretty, and the boys in Propane are making sure we remember that. Okay. What's your take on that? It's pretty, it's pretty straightforward. I just, uh, you're going to hear this a lot from me on this, on this, on this review. I think, I think you've already, the, the, the key word you, you've used that I'm going to hijack is economical. They, they, they do, I say they've got range, but it's really one, one style that is peppered with other elements. Yeah. It's one, it's the thrash groove metal, uh, with a, a big a big dose of New York uh, hardcore mm-hmm. in there, but then there's the the rap, the rap elements. There's, there's a few things there's, all peppered throughout, isn't it? And the production's just basic and clean, straightforward. Even even the words used on their own website, even the words used in the review are. I'm trying to think of the right word. They're they're. I don't want to say basic or elementary. They're just, they're not overly descriptive, unique words that make right. to, to help them stand out. Mm-hmm. I, I, no, I agree with that. If that makes any sense. Yeah, I, I think, um, you know, that's obviously a very positive review. Yeah. There's a, there's a couple of things that I do agree with. I do think that the album is quite relentless. I mean, it's only 38 minutes and you, you, blast, oh, wow. you blast through it, but it is, it is pretty high octane. So I, you know, I agree with that, and um, you know some of the themes that they talk about, society, political things. Yeah, very interesting. But the the atypical. Yeah, that's the word I would use. You you know exactly what you're getting. Oh, absolutely. There's absolutely. no. There's no aha moment for me. I think that's fair. I, I don't think they're that kind of band. Yeah. So, the the next two reviews I wanted to read, they're probably. You know, the second one, to me, is a, is a great summation of the mm-hmm. album. The first one, I think, is probably going to hint at a few things that you have already spoken to me off, you know, off air about. <clears throat> Give it to me. So this, um, both these reviews come from metalarchives.com. Yep. And the first one is entitled, So Fucking Close, 50, <laughs> 50%. So they do like a percentage out of 100. So the reviewer is um, somebody called Nocturne. Mm-hmm. Um, and the first, the first paragraph, he says, I think I've isolated the biggest problem I have with propane on nearly all their albums, the drumming. It took a few spins for me to notice it, but propane sound suffers massively from the overly restrained rock-based drumming that dominates the rhythm section. Meaty, powerful riffs are castrated by a lack of intensity. Aha. Uh-huh. There's an aha moment. Do you agree with that? I do. Because um, we're feeling the riffs. The riffs are chunky. They're grooving. His vocals are gritty. Again, he. I compared them to Sick of It All. Similar vocal, yeah. vocal uh, styles. But you're right. You know, the, he goes on to expand on this, and this makes a little bit more sense. The thin, midzy guitar tone and flabby, oddly electro, electric, sorry, oddly electronic sound in drums. Yeah, I can see both those points. I actually really like the sound of the guitars in this, and you know, one of my favorite things about this album is the riffs. Mm-hmm. I will agree that the sound is quite dry. You yeah. know, 
it doesn't feel live. It feels quite clinical. Clinical, and, yes, good word. Um, and I, I do agree. I think the drums do sound electronic. I've never really had a problem with it until I've sort of read this and I've gone back and I'm kind of now yeah. seeing what other people thought of it. There's not, there's not much dynamic range in the drums either. You don't hear creative fills yeah. or transitions or uh, when you get your double bass, it's your standard double bass. <laughs> but I think, you know, it's, and, it's, I think what, you know, what I feel about this band, and you probably agree with this, is that, you know, if you want complex technical stuff, this is not... Yeah, really there's other bands for that, yeah. This is, a, you know, Propane to me is a band for a particular mood, a particular yeah. occasion. Yep. Straightforward, yeah. heavy, I could relentless. agree with that. There's Go- a time and a place for a band like this. Yeah, I agree. Going back to my referring to context, yeah. Time, place, and mood. So there's the final, final point, and I, I think you're probably going to agree with this, but unfortunately due to a hesitant percussive section an atrocious mixing job what might have been the band's first shot at glory just becomes a somewhat more successful than usual failure I mean that's quite damning ooh yeah and I, I don't know I don't that, know if they deserve that no I, I, I don't think I would describe it as atrocious like it's maybe dry and clinical like we said before but I don't my personal opinion is that I think the album sounds good for what it is but I know that we good. Be, I would say it sounds good. good, but not great. So that's fair. although that review uh, resonates with me, it's not fully warranted. I don't think. Yeah. So the last one, it's a the bit last harsh. one I'm going to read out is probably the review that I agree with the most and kind of sums up how I feel about the album. All right. The title of the review is simple but enjoyable. And the percentage given is 66%. Uh-huh. Don't know whether that's like a Satan reference there. <laughs> um, by somebody called Ultra Boris. Uh-huh. So check out this, this um, first paragraph. I think it sums up quite nicely. Epic, this album is not. But it's great, solid, heavy fucking metal, and at times very nice and thrashy. In any case, the album is entirely supported by a sequence of solid, heavy, headbangable riffs, it pretty much goes from point A to point Z without stopping to suck in the middle. There you go. The problem, the album suffers... Accurate. I, th- I think so. Yeah. You know, I think the um, 66%, I'm probably going to, just a spoiler alert, but I'm probably going to rank it a little bit higher, but it's probably more down to its significance as opposed to, yeah. Yeah. you know, the quality. That's a factor. Funny, this last line stuck out to me. Is this a punk album? At times, the stylistic tendencies are punkish, but old school punk like the Ramones, none of this new core bullshit like Hatebreed or any of this crap. <laughs> wow. So, I think, you know, going back to what we were talking about, about 96 being quite an interesting... Yeah. yeah. There's obviously elements of that kind of stuff. Although I think, you know, that review was written years later. So I think, you know, my memories of Hatebreed are more early 2000s. But right. Anyway, I think it's interesting to sort of contrast that with other styles. Yeah, and I thought Hebrew commands more respect than that, no? I think so. I mean, that's a very personal. Yeah. I, I've never been a big fan of them, but they're actually, I think they are actually quite similar to Propane in that they're very straightforward. Yep. And they've got that hardcore yep. sort of idea. I think one's from New Jersey, though, right? Hebrew? Not sure. Yeah, I think they're Jersey. So we get the Long Island side, the Jersey side. Right. 
So the moment that I know we've both been waiting for, before we get into the album, <laughs> let's discuss the fantastic art cover. So I don't think anybody could ever accuse Propane of having good album art, but um, give me some top line first impressions. I'm, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna sugarcoat this one. This is <laughs> this is this is just flat out pathetic. <laughs> Looks like it was made with some clip art. Yeah, it's definitely clip art. Because that's the year. That's this is this is this is Windows ninety six. This is pre uh, internet dot uh, com bubble happening. It was starting to build, and clip art was floating around everywhere. You know, you had the paper clip, and like you said, you had you had paper clip guy with the Microsoft software you had clip art, and Lord God, they didn't even try to look tough. With with the with the fonts, they used <laughs> fucking Helvetica, and then the um, I, I think it's probably Arial. Okay, Arial. Well, yeah, I don't know when Helvetica was yeah, like it's becoming popular, but either I, doubt, I doubt these guys are sophisticated enough to be doing that kind of stuff. Yeah, I mean they're just. I guess they. I guess they're just lucky at this point that they just they that, that they didn't use Comic Sans, you know. Yeah. But the uh, the fist looks like it belongs on the back of a karate gi. <laughs> It's not intimidating whatsoever. Uh, you know, a fist coming at you is supposed to be intimidating. This just does not put the fear in you. No. And uh, they, they put it in a wonky oval shape, not a circle, a square, or a dot. It's just... And then I guess the um, the uh, the clip art gets taken to a whole new level, being flanked on the left and right sides with... Uh, it literally looks like... The warning, uh, the triangular sign you put on something that might blow up because its contents under pressure. Well, <laughs> like bl- glass shattering. Yeah. Well, um, like hazmat. Not that I'm <laughs> trying to defend the album, but it's it's clear that they are intentionally going for that sort of danger warning sign. And these yeah. these two th- these two little, I'm not even sure what they are. It does look like some kind of explosion. These two little triangular shapes here are seen on contents under pressure signs. Yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah, it's the so actual. They've, they've they've gone for that utilitarian. Gonna back of some spray paint or like a shipper container that's got you know explosives in it. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, but right. um, it's it's poor. It's it, pretty it, dismal. It really is. <laughs> you know how like the last couple of times we've done this, we've said, "Would you wear it on a T-shirt?" I almost would for comedic value, but yeah, it's, yeah. it's not good. Um, or would you, or has someone gotten this tattooed? Because that would be, oh, that would be next level. That would be very nice. I don't like a... propane. I adore them. So um, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm giving this a three out of ten. Out of ten? Yeah, and I'm only giving it, it would, it would be lower if there wasn't like some sort of evident concept i gotta i gotta i gotta i gotta beat you and go two and a half (laughs) i think it's just just because yeah yeah yeah. (laughs) um right so album art out of the way i wanted to touch a little bit on some of the the themes the themes that we saw saw come through i always think that's quite interesting to get into and um actually let's link this back to the album title because i think that plays a bit of a part in it Mm -hmm. so I feel like Contents Under Pressure was carefully chosen. Um, you know, one of our reviews that we read before talked about um, the sort of societal issues and political nature of some of the album. I think this is clearly chosen. You know, 
is it the band feeling that pressure is it society in general feeling pressure it feels to me like that isn't just plucked out of thin air or they saw the sign on the street and they were like oh that sounds cool i feel like it it, it resonates with me for the mm-hmm. themes that i've sort of investigated throughout the album um now i don't know if there was anything that sort of stood out to you but i wrote down a list of some stuff um some of the themes um and actually the one thing that i wanted to touch on was the fact that i think a lot of the stuff they're singing about whilst whether you like the way it's articulated or not mm-hmm. i feel like a lot of the stuff they're singing about it's it's almost frightening that it's still stuff that people are talking about today and a lot of the, the sort of issues in society and politics today yeah, I mean, my take on that is, I mean, to your point, it's it's it's. I, I'm guilty of not doing my research on what was happening in '96, in and I'm trying to flash back myself. I think it was post Bill Clinton era, right? Bill Clinton was getting. I think he was still. But but the, the whole scandal around the blowjobs and the. I'm not sure if that was happening it, yet. I, I, it must have been this time, right? Yeah, I mean. At the, end of the, 97, sure. at the end of the day, it's 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 difficult to uh, uh, articulate. But considering how horrible things are now with uh, all of these things, but I guess to address the the actual subject matter and what they sang about, when I look back and reflect on the album and the subject matter, it's just very reflective of New York. Yeah, that's where. That's you might you might not know that, but if you listen to Madball, Sick of It All, H2O, any of these New York hardcore bands, whether they're from actual New York City, Long Island, or New Jersey, that's the 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 common thread through all these bands, and that's the theme. That's what you sing about, and I think New York was also still a little edgy around then. We had uh, we had uh, Mayor Giuliani, who you know. Love him or hate him was 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 cleaning up the city and bringing the national guard into Tompkins Square Park with tanks, and that's when they came up with the broken window theory that landed graffiti artists in jail, um, and so, you know, some people still didn't go east of the Bowery because Alphabet City was still edgy. So, it was just that's just a common theme that you sing about being from New York, whether it's hip hop or hardcore, the the mean streets, the gang violence. You know, this is the hub for capitalism. The, mm-hmm. the, the Twin Towers were still up in 96. So uh, all those things are very common to New York, but they're amplified because New York is today's Rome and the center of the universe. I mean, that's really good context because when I was listening to it back, you know, and you'll see my notes here, there's a few things that I jotted down. Obviously, as a 16 year old Jordy. <laughs> no, I was telling that's, that's bringing New York to the to the <laughs> yeah, bringing bringing bringing. So I mean, I had um, there's I think there's discussion of wealth inequality. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of political overtones. Obviously, the last tracks called political suicide. I picked up on stuff about sort of pitfalls of capitalism, corrupt governments, gang violence, man's effect on nature. I'm not entirely sure whether this is all accurate. Pre- prison but... industrial complex. But, um, you know, what I was quite interested to talk to you about is because, obviously, from the other side of the pond, you know, I can can resonate, I can hear it, I can understand it to a certain degree, but it probably, Mm -hmm. you know, 
resonates differently to you. And that New York context is really interesting to me because yeah. it's something that I hadn't really considered at all. Yeah. And they actually, um, I'll have to, I get a touch on this. They still have um, a hardcore festival at Webster Hall. And I'm trying to remember which hardcore band hosts it, but people fly in from all over the world. Yeah, I'm you not got surprised. like you got Japanese kids, Scottish kids, you know, UK, and they're all like here for the New York hardcore scene. Yeah, even though they're not from New York, but that's that's the vibe, that's the subject matter, that's what you you sing you sing what you know, you sing about what you know about, and yeah. those are all. I mean, you've been in New York long enough to know that these are all things you can readily experience in this town. Well, that's you know that. Right? Absolutely, and that that kind of you know this is twenty three years later. Yeah, you know this album was released twenty three years ago. All of the things we just went through there, mm-hmm. maybe maybe this is expected, but they all seem like issues still today. Yeah, and that, that's kind of what I thought was quite interesting. Listen to it and again, sure. like whether you like the way it's articulated, because Bro Pain have a, you know, they're not subtle. It's it's very yeah. in your face, so it hits you over the head. Yeah. With it, um, I think, you know, one of the I wrote down a lyric that I wanted to bring up was, in one of the tracks they say politics is business and business sucks. So <laughs> I remember that one. So that's that's the level of sophistication that right. they're communicating these things with. Exactly. Um, but you know that you know. Wink. Correct me if I'm wrong, but that's probably just a very New York hard way of addressing these kind of things. So there's like a sort of tongue-in-cheek, satirical side to it. Yeah, you and know, it's 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 speaking to the layman, to the to the to the streets. It's not an intellectual album. It's not. No. Uh, yeah, it's not. It's not. Yeah. But we're kind of segueing into this anyway. So let's you know, let's start to get some. Let's put our thoughts on the album down. Mm-hmm. Um, and we're obviously sitting on different sides of the fence in terms of our appreciation of it. But give me um, some some of the album and, and your experience with it. Um, I'm going to say it's, uh, I don't know, everything everything we've described. Between your review and the um, the, the reviews you've read, I think they all just res- resonate with what I've already thought that it's that it's straightforward it's I don't want to say forgettable because that's mean <laughs> that is mean that's mean to me mate <laughs> um, <laughs> it's it's um, I mean I, I, I'll have to I have to be brutally honest it's I had I had my my moment with propane with foul taste of freedom but then discovered, maybe it's because they're from Long Island. I don't know. There's something just more gritty. Again, progression of, of what... The, there's a progression to, to find the, 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 the heavier, the grittier, the more complicated, the more dynamic, the more unique. And within the sound for New York Hardcore, I just gravitated towards... More towards like the 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 sick of it alls or the the mad balls, and then funny enough, even with those bands, I eventually they became very broy to me. Right. And so, 
to go back in that lineage and that history of my journey, propane is at the beginning. So I have to give them props. I have to give them credit for being a gateway band into that scene. So although we have different sentiment and feelings about it, and I come off as a little more, you know, I discount them more than I should. Uh, it's kind of cool that we're doing this because I have to give them the respect due for being for being just that, a, yeah. a, a, a gateway, uh, a window into that world. And Do you think uh, it's it, fair to say, though, that whilst they do have the New York hardcore elements, I feel like there's more going on in this album than straight hardcore. I think there's um, quite thrash. Stylies? Thrash. Sty stylistically? Yeah, I think they bring in some thrash elements. Yeah. You know, they've definitely got the hardcore vocal yeah. stylings, but... Yeah, um, and maybe I'm just not <clears throat> not as familiar with New York hardcore, but to me it, it feels like it crosses over a couple of genres. It does, and, and to varying degrees of success. And again, I dare the whole point of this having this is I <clears throat> dare say you have a different, you probably have a different ear not only now, but you probably had a different ear when you discovered it because you were a guitar player. Yes. Yeah. You're doing a band with your brother. You're just. It, we both were having discovery moments at that at those early ages and stages with metal, but you were actually discovering it while playing it, performing yeah. and creating. Whereas I'm just I'm just a fan, you know. Yeah, uh, I know what I like, and I know I know how to describe the different sounds. But uh, I think if this band hits you in that way, it's going to have an effect on everything else that's involved, the context. Yeah, you know, you've probably hit the nail on the head as to why we maybe differ. All the riffage. Yeah. So much riffage. That's that's what, like, the first the first line of notes for my overall thoughts that I have written down is absolute riff fest. Because I, you know, as a guitar player, as discovering this band when I did, and I'm trying to write riffs myself at the time, like, I think there's so many cool riffs in this album. And I... I you know, I, that's probably the main thing that I love about the album. Um, funny, funny fact that I didn't actually tell you before, but me and my brother's band actually covered "Political Suicide," which is the album closer for this album. Wow, is there a recording of that anywhere? Absolutely not. And I'm, oh. I'm, I'm glad. I'm, <laughs> I'm glad about that because can you imagine me at 16 trying to do this this vocal? You style? did the vocals? Yeah, impressive. Just, well, this is great. Don't say it's impressive. See? You haven't heard it. But I just called you out. That's <laughs> that's the difference. But that's you're I, discovering the band and you're playing you're playing that you're covering their songs. Yeah. Jesus Christ. So, you know, I, I can't you know, I can't know this for sure, but I almost I'm pretty certain that if I discovered the album because you're you're fairly new to this album, right? This you were, album, you're totally, familiar, you're familiar yeah. with Foul Taste of Freedom, but until I sort of said let's do this one, you had to go and investigate it. We should review both. We should do. That would have been cool. I'd love to see that, uh, to, to do that one at a later date. But, you know, you're sort of, if I was discovering it at the same time as you for the first time, mm -hmm. and I didn't have the history with it, and I didn't yeah. have what it meant to me at the time, I might be sort of with you, because I can imagine that you, you know, I don't want to put words in your mouth. <clears throat> I think you can, I mean, do you appreciate it? But you're not like, yeah, you're not going to have this on repeat. Yeah, exactly. And and the reason I say it be I mean it's I'm gonna go I'm gonna go when I go back to 
when I have a moment, I will go back and revisit Foul Taste of Freedom. And I've got a, a strange feeling that when I listen to it, it's probably not going to sound very different from this album. Well, it's, supposed, it's uh, supposedly a little bit more heavy on the rap rock kind of... And I, I, see, I, I don't even remember that. I confess, I don't really... I'm not, I, I knew a few... I knew the but albums that, makes that my brother had. But. That actually makes sense because <clears throat> I was... In 1996, I was... This was when the, the quote-unquote golden era was slowly winding down. For New York hardcore. Oh, uh, sorry, for hip-hop. Right, gotcha. So, so if I grew up listening to rock, I'll never forget coming... I'm just sidetracking here. I'll never forget coming home in the early... Uh, uh, late, late 80s, early 90s to watch uh, UMTV Raps in Rap City on BET... And I was in Germany at the time. I was discovering Tribe Called Quest. And as that was winding down, that's when grunge started to, to, to build to steam. Rise up, yeah. And then it was only natural to segue into metal and heavier things. And so if anything, Propane again was like a, a gateway band between hip hop, metal, and hardcore. Yeah. I think they were probably a gateway band for me as well. And again, they've been around for, for, for 15 albums. You, yeah. you have to respect that. You do. You do. They, they've been, <clears throat> they survived past uh, assassination attempts yeah. as well. Jesus so, Christ, yeah. Um, so I'll just give you a couple of other things. Um, some other thoughts that I have on the album. So I mentioned the riffs. I totally agree with one of the previous reviews that we read out, which was that the the album is relentless. Mm-hmm. I think from the opener crush right through to political suicide, it's just 38 minutes of just hard as hell, sort of balls to the wall, um, riffing and an attitude. But I, I think there's a lot of swagger to the album. You know, we were playing some of it before we, we um, before we dialed in Um some riffs that you have on state of mind and against the grain, they have a bit of bounce to yeah. them, you know, they're the, they're the type of, you know, I mentioned this before, but they're the type of songs, the type of riffs that if you're going to do some sport or go yeah. to the gym or you're just walking down the street and you put it on, you kind of feel yeah. like you puff the chest out a bit and, yeah. and, and have a bit of a strut. And um, they, ly- they lyrically cover all the bases. They're talking about bottles of booze and concrete and guns to your head and, 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 politics sucks and you know yeah. like they just they check all the boxes and you know there's a whole stream of consciousness you could go through with words that are yep that's on the album <laughs> i mean they're about as sophisticated the lyrics yeah. are about as sophisticated as yeah. as that fist on the, yeah. the front sophisticated they're not complicated yeah. they're not but but i think you know to that point um you know we talked about politics is business business sucks i think the delivery of the vocals has just enough sort of punk rock attitude yeah. for me to go with it. I think you could easily poke fun at it if you wanted, but if you're kind of on the ride and you're like, I know what this album's all about, I know what this represents, and I'm just going to enjoy it, I'm going to go with it, then yeah. I actually like the delivery, and I don't know how the guy can sing like that, because... Yeah, he. It, I think I'm going to have to say the vocals are the strongest, strongest part of it. I mean, they're very brutal. Even more than the riffs. For you? Yeah. Cool. I mean, they're symbiotic. They go together. That's the whole composition yeah, yeah, of yeah, music. Yeah, of but if I had to rank their attributes, 
the vocals. And he is, it, it's his band. Propane is Gary. Gary is Propane. So he gets all props to Gary. Yeah, all props to Gary indeed. Um, so I think it's obvious that I'm very keen on the album. And I've got a few highlights, and I've probably yeah, got more. I've probably got more highlights than you do, so I'm just going to bore you with them. No. <laughs> so I, I picked out. I picked out my three favorite tracks from the album. Uh-huh. The first one is a third track, "State of Mind," mm-hmm. and we talked about this before. You know, it starts off with this kind of punky, faster riff. It's got a lot of bounds, mm-hmm. and then it's sort of the the verse riff has that um, kind of hardcore quality to it. The lyrics are almost, like, the way they're delivered are almost have that sort of rap rock sensibility. Sing songy. They've got yeah. that hardcore element yeah. to it. And I just think, um, I've got some of the, the lyrics printed out, which could be funny. Yeah. Um, but I just wanted to, to touch on a few as we go through that I, I really quite liked. Yeah. So, in State of Mind, the um, the chorus is, Bite the black sheep and emulate messages that they create. Yes, Our nation is song. fueled by hate. Yeah. The decimation of a fascist state. So, I mean, you know, it's you can you can pull them apart any way you want to. You can yeah. criticize, but I I, th- I think kind of the tone that they're setting, uh-huh. it works. Like the, the, yeah. the, like you said, that they they go together. There's attitude to it. And then also what I love about this uh, this track in particular is they take that verse riff, post the second chorus, and they speed it up. And that's that's like quintessential propane for me. Yeah. And I love that. Against the Grain was the second one that, um, you know, it's my second um, mm-hmm. favorite track on. It's probably fairly unsurprising because it's quite similar in tone to state of mind mm-hmm. um it's got the sort of swagger um the way that the verse comes together um seems to be about rebellion against corrupt governments and there's nothing not to like there mm-hmm. in terms of a um in terms of subject matter and the chorus again some of the lyrics i, I really quite like this is the one with politics is business and business sucks by the way but the um the chorus, which I think is really powerful, it says, it goes, prison you made, it's built to last. How can you stoop so low? The fate of our future's in the past. There's nowhere for us to go but against the grain. Again, it's got that really kind of nice hardcore sensibility, <laughs> hasn't it? And it sounds shite when I just say it without any music or without Gary Mescal's voice, but yeah. the way you kind of have to hear it to hear the delivery to get with it. Mm-hmm. And then finally, the, like as the sort of song is exiting, he goes, I got armor on my back and eyes in the back of my head, so behold the overthrow. Yeah, that's that's New York confidence right there. That's some hardcore shit. You gotta grow eyes in the back of your head within the first year of moving here, that's for sure. And finally, um, my favorite track, mentioned it before, one that we covered in the band back mm-hmm. in the day, Political Suicide. Yeah, I think it's my favorite. It's got... It's just got the best riff on the album. Like yeah. That that intro riff, and you know, again, I sort of touched on this before, but you hear that riff and you think this is going to be a fast one. Mm-hmm. It sort of stops dead, and then it comes in at half the speed you thought it was going to. And just, I just love the sort of delivery. It speeds it up on the on the the verse. Obviously, political suicide. It feels quite 
almost contemporary, depressingly. Um, and th- this is probably, a, you know, this is a good encapsulation of the sophistication of the lyrics. So the chorus goes, I reserve the right to lie straight up in your face. I'll squeal in delight and leave you in disgrace. Wow. Um, but I, I, wanted, I, wanted to re- I wanted to read this, this line up because I've always liked this and it always makes me laugh a little bit. So the, the second verse starts with, got a real nice disposition. <laughs> that's, a, that's a big word for a propane album. Yeah. More perks than a chock full of nuts. What? <laughs> that's a New York, he's yeah. referencing the coffee. But I can't, what? I can't stand up to the Congress because I just don't have the guts. I mean, that's good, right? <laughs> oh, my, ha- my hands are tied domestically, got a brown nose of the NRA. Those campaign contributions have put me where I am today. That's, yeah, that's on point. Yeah. Wow. De- depressingly on point. Yeah. So anyway, those are my highlights. Um... I think... Uh, yeah, those lyrics... I was reading those lyrics the other day. They stand out for sure. <laughs> Do you think anybody's got those tattooed on them? <laughs> yeah, when he starts talking about the NRA and, and yeah, getting political. Um, before we wrap up with closing thoughts, one thing I've done this time, which I thought was quite interesting, is I wanted to see the impact that this album's had on the band and you know see what they do today. Because obviously this is 23 years later. So I, God damn. Yeah, I, I pulled um, from Setlist FM uh, sort of a breakdown of the songs that they've, they've been playing on tour. So this is from... Wow, the, what is this? You should check this out. This is a good sort of resource. I just thought about doing this for this album. Like open source, people are putting online the, what they're what, performing? What setlist. So, um, so far on uh, their European tour in 2019... They've played Shine, which is the second track from this album, uh-huh. and State of Mind, which is the third track of this album, three times each. So I think that's quite an interesting... Because I yeah. think sometimes when you're not a big fan of the band, but you mm-hmm. like an album, you don't know... It's always interesting to see what the crowd favorites are. So these songs have obviously endured the test of time for the band. Um, and also, you know, what they have on this this website is... A breakdown of which which album is the most popular in terms of tracks that are played on the tour, and Contents Under Pressure is tied with uh, Act of God, which came um, a few after Contents Under Pressure. Six tracks, six times they've played songs from that album. I get it. Yeah, I so, think you're. I think you might be onto something then. I think that's quite interesting. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, um, that's been a lot of fun. Let's close with. Um, Give me any closing, th- closing yeah. thoughts and, and, and a rating out of 10 for you for this album. Yeah. Um, I guess I guess to wrap it up, I'd have to say I've got a, a bit of a... I'm not going to say newfound respect because we both have history with this band, but uh, I have to just take a moment and reflect and actually give these guys respect, mainly Gary, obviously, for for being the the common thread for for so damn long, and just utmost respect for the, the the sheer history and determination to be doing something like this for so long. Mm-hmm. What 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 perplexes me, both before this review and right to up until now, 
is why I never saw them on the same bill as the other New York hardcore bands that I like. The ones that I like more than Propane. Like, why aren't they on tour with Sick of It All? Why aren't they on tour with Madball or H2O? I mean, that's... They're more of the... Uh, those bands are more of the... Uh, I think it's like a... They call it the DMS crew. Which is, you know, not limited to hardcore music, but... Right. Uh, maybe it's because they're from Long Island. And they maybe just, it's because they tried a it, few different things. Maybe they were... But they're, they're of the same vein as Biohazard, Sick True. of It All, and all these New York bands. They're from New York. Are they considered softer because they're from Long Island? I don't know. No, I'm just, not sure. I guess, yeah, I'm not sure. I don't have the answers, but um, with that said, I think they deserve to be, and maybe I'm bl- blind to it, they deserve to be in that same in world and category and bracket with the same amount of respect. Love them or, love them or not. Um, and so if I had to give it a final review, um, out of 10, I'd give it a seven out of 10. Well, that's bigger than I thought. I, I was convinced coming here today, you were going to be like, it's a three now. It's terrible. No, the album art's two and a half. <laughs> still, album art still gets a two and a half, but I'd, I'd give it, I'd give it a, a six and a half, seven. Okay. I'm, I'm happy with that. You know, it's, 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 it's again, you, remind, you reminded me of the, again, context, timing, in Christ, you you said you were ten when it came out, <laughs> and it's twenty three years old. You're absolutely right. This is like the the farthest back we've gone. Yeah, yeah. And so, and it's um, there's there's a dichotomy there because you you weren't listening to this at ten when it came out, no. but I was when it came out. So there's there's that dynamic. So I have to uh, step out step outside of myself and look back at my old self, and then and. The fact that I, you know, we had this similar experience with this band, but yeah, I'd give it a six and a half, seven. I think it's quite fun sometimes to revisit a band that you weren't into at the time. You know, yeah. I, I do that all the time when I'm listening to Metallica and I try and imagine what it was like to hear this in 86. Yeah. Something. yeah. So when you listen to this album, it's a good exercise. I'm, I'm trying, to, trying to think what it would have been like. Yeah. That's why I think it was so interesting to go through what was going on in 96 for heavy metal. Yeah. Very interesting year. Yeah. But if I had to, you know, I think I've made it very clear that I'm a big fan of this album. I mentioned that review before. The one that gave it 66% said simple, but, you know, epic it's not, but brilliant it is. Mm Mm-hmm. That's pretty much my my sort of feeling. I'm gonna go eight out of ten, and that's probably hmm. eight as opposed to a six point five or a seven. Mm-hmm. I think you're probably spot on about your rating in terms of the technical overall quality of the album, but it gets a bump for me because of its significance. significance. Yeah, what, yeah, what it what it meant to me. Yeah. But I think I never like I'm I'm not listening to this religiously. You know, it's every now and you then. Co- but you covered it. Yeah. But, <laughs> You know, it's just it's it's one of those. It's interesting that we are, um, we're 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 a few albums into doing this together, and neither of us has said to each other, "Oh, let's do this by Metallica or let's do this by Pantera." We're kind of going off in these like, I'm almost trying to find stuff that you haven't even heard. So I'm like, this is like yeah. this is a niche thing that yeah. I got back in, I got into in the time, and I think what we're the best. What we, we might find, with certainly with a lot of mine, 
is that getting into metal coincided with me starting to be in a band. So a lot of the albums that I'm going to choose that we're going to talk about probably influenced songwriting at the time. This is certainly yeah. one of them. But anytime I listen to this, I have a lot of fun um, and I can't fault it too much based on my personal opinion. So I'm going 8 out of 10. Nice. Awesome. Well, uh, thank you very much for joining me again. That was a lot of fun. Oh, thank you, brother. Look forward to the Good next fun. time. Yep, yep. Thanks, guys. All right.